The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, if you're a stargazer or maybe you have one uh, who likes to gaze at the stars in your house, you're going to love this next story. A new University of Alberta observatory has opened today at McLon Lake. The Heshi Observatory makes the U of A the only university with a dark sky preserve observatory in Western Canada. Dr. Glynis Hood is the research station manager and a professor of environmental sciences at the University of Alberta's Augustana campus. Dr. Hood, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you today? I'm fantastic. This is, uh, this is some great news, some exciting news. Tell us how uh, this project all came together. Well, we had a very generous donation from Mr. Brian Heshey, and it was facilitated through the Chair of Science in our Advancement Office. And in the end, it turned out to be this wonderful astrophysical <laughs> observatory project. So we're very, very fortunate, and it's a very exciting day for us. Yeah, so from what I understand, though, uh, it it, uh, it just began, I think the initial thoughts were, okay, well, we're going to have a really high-quality telescope, mm-hmm. and then it continued to get bigger and bigger. Tell us about that growth. Tell us about how that seed grew into so much more. Well, it's, it's quite exciting. When you talk bigger and bigger, we have a 12-meter-tall um tower that houses a dome, a a telescope dome that can look out into space. We have two telescopes now, a 17-inch opening on a plane wave telescope that's actually mounted inside the observatory, and then a portable Celestron 11-inch telescope. What does this allow for the students at um, at the University of Alberta? What does it allow for students who would be able to access um, the observa- uh, observe- observatory? <laughs> yes, that's fine. Um, it it's just changes how we can have them interact with the night sky, that they actually get hands-on learning. And the, the other generous part of those donation is not just the observatory and the telescopes, we also had a classroom addition built onto our existing research station, the Augustana Michelon Lake Research Station, which opened in 2015. And so in addition to that station, which was already there, part of the donation allowed us to build a very wonderful classroom as well oh, nice. so that students can learn in the classroom. They can go to the observatory, which is right beside it. And we can also have other types of learning there as well. Will the general public be able to access this, Dr. Hood? They certainly will, but not right now, given the COVID situation. Yes. But we are all anticipating having um, things hopefully under control in the near future with the coming of the vaccines. And we are very excited that we can not only just have students enjoy this, but there can be researchers that use it either in person or remotely. And also we have um, all sorts of ideas for public events, everything from little kids events all the way up to every age group that you can imagine. So how exciting is that going to be? Can you give us an idea for those of us who have never looked through a telescope uh, or telescopes like the one you're talking about, for example, uh, on a beautiful, uh, you know, clear night looking out uh, at, at the moon or uh, looking out at the stars. Can you give us an idea of what that would look like? 
takes your breath away. I've, I, fortunately, I manage the station and and um, have had the opportunity to look through this telescope. It is stunning. It is just such a really wonderful experience to be able to look at the craters of the moon as if you're almost there and the, the rings around Saturn and the moons of Jupiter. And, and it just really, to be a little bit um, cliche, it takes you off the planet. <laughs> How awesome is that? And, you know, you, you have to think about the next generation of those in in, in science and uh, in tech and, and engineering and math, those STEM uh, studies, you know, what this might do, who it might inspire next. I mean, this is a, a this is an incredible opportunity to to bring that world to, you know, a younger generation. Well, absolutely, and there's another aspect to it. We are the only telescope in Western Canada within a dark sky preserve. And th- that is really important to note because we have so much light pollution that is is creeping into our darker areas that to have a telescope right in the middle of a designated dark sky preserve, the Beaver Hills um, Dark Sky Preserves, there's only 22 of them in Canada, um, right on our doorstep, Edmonton is just a blink away, and um, that's to be able to see the sky pretty much unimpaired and have a telescope to help you see it is just a real treat. I wanted to ask you about that, Dr. Hood. What does a dark sky preserve mean for those who don't know what that is, haven't, ha- haven't heard that terminology before? What is a dark sky preserve? Well, the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada uh, regulates and designates these. And the whole Beaver Hills, everywhere from Miquelon Lake Provincial Park, where I am now, and that's where the telescope is, all the way up to the northern end of Elk Island, is part of this dark sky preserve. And so it's an area in which no artificial lighting should be visible. Certainly there's lighting within in this area, but really it's, it's not very visible. And that we actually undertake active measures to educate and promote the reduction of light pollution. And so that's not just with the public, but with nearby municipalities as well. And so we're trying to reduce sky glow, but these areas are designated because the night sky is pretty much as it is. Wow. So when we talk about light pollution, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hood, what impact does that have on, um, you know, on some of our species that are out there in nature? Because the, there, there are changes happening because of it, right? Oh, certainly. And even with humans, it's disrupted our own circadian rhythms as well. So um, artificial light has a large range of impacts on behavioral aspects of wild species, reproduction, foraging, how they sleep. Um, There's been studies done on birds where some are exposed to light and other ones aren't, and it really disrupts their sleep patterns and also migration. And then there's physiological effects that change our own biochemistry and how we metabolize things. So Hmm. there are so many things that can for some species it's advantageous because some prey species are actually drawn to the light and then they're easier targets for predators so right down to baby sea turtles who get mixed up when they see the lights of resorts along the 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 beaches and think that that's the moonlight shining on the, the waters of the ocean and so they start walking towards human 
created light instead of where they're supposed to naturally move when they're going to leave the nest. Well, you certainly have given us some uh, food for thought there, to, to say the least. Dr. Hood, uh, how lucky uh, you are. I know it's years of hard work, but I, <laughs> to be out at that observatory and, and, and to, to be able to be a part of the grand opening uh, today, the new parts of it today, and, and certainly to be a part of it uh, in the future. And our fingers are crossed that, um, you know, general public will be able to get out there sooner rather than later. If people want to find mm-hmm. out more, um, where should they they go to 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 find uh, to find out more and, and when the possibility of it opening to the public uh, might be well certainly the Augustana faculty website with the University of Alberta would be the first place to start they can also look up the Augustana Michelon Lake Research Station we have a website associated with our, our, our larger website and they can send questions and interests um, that way and we'll we'll respond to their emails just imagine if you get a really cool meteor or something that goes by like we had a, a few years back and we're able to catch that or record that or to be able to see that i mean it seems like the opportunities might be uh, endless on on what you'll be able to to see and record or witness at the at the observatory Absolutely. I, I have to say, my sister-in-law is from Chiba, Japan, and when she first <laughs> came to Canada, she looked up into the sky and she just almost started crying, and we said, what's, what's wrong, Setsuko? And she says, I've never seen a star before. <laughs> so think, so about, think about that little sense of wonder without a telescope. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. we've got this wonderful opportunity to see beyond the stars and into the universe. Wow. Uh, Dr. Hood, um, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and look forward to, uh, to skulking around on the website a little bit more to, finding out, to, to find out more about it and certainly looking forward to getting out there at some point when we're able to. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and we'd love to give you a tour. I can't wait. (laughs) I have got your phone number now. (laughs) Thank you, doctor. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye now. Again, it is the uh, Augustana Michelon Lake Research Station. And, uh, you know, I I think um, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that... uh, space, that sort of thing, is one of the things that uh, I am interested in, in stars. And, and one of our great listeners uh, dropped off a, a beautiful set for me before, during COVID, when I was still at the station. It was an Explore the Universe set and um, just uh, absolutely incredibly thoughtful to begin with. But, you know, seeing um, seeing uh, meteor showers or seeing a meteor or watching, uh, you know, beautiful stars uh, when they're aligning just like they did before Christmas, whatever it is, to be able to see the moon like you're right there almost on it, I think would be uh, absolutely brilliant. So I'm looking forward to getting out there, and I hope that you uh, might get that opportunity to do so as well when uh, when the public is allowed to start doing things again, right, my friends? It's